and welcome to the PMU NDA podcast. My name is Justin Pierce, and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing people who have taken part in the Practice Makes Our Perfect program. Of course, in association with Amy Keane, that helps men and women find and finesse public voices. So, Sonia, hi, and welcome to the NDA PMU podcast. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. So before we kick off, do you want to tell us a bit about where you work, what you do there and what you did before? Great. Um, So my name is Sonia Pham. I am the head of business analysis at Illuma, which is a reactive contextual uh, technology company. Um, In my role, I work very closely with uh, with traders, uh, within agencies and clients uh, to help them activate contextual solutions within their um, programmatic campaigns. For me personally, my interests are around data and helping people to really um, get to the bottom of and understand what's happening with their data, what's happening within ad tech as as far as I can. Okay, great subjects. So the title of your podcast today is Where the Contextual and Identity Solutions Go From Here, which I think that's what most of the industry is thinking at the moment. So why why that title in the first place? I think it's very timely, um, of course, with Google um, and their their big announcement last week that rather than removing cookies at the end of this year, um, they're giving the industry, I suppose, a bit of a stay of execution and saying that they're not going to be removing cookies from Chrome until late 2023. And I think when we as an industry heard that news, there was... I guess within different parties, um, a lot of excitement Um, and within others, a bit of, okay, but what happens now? Because with a lot of brands, especially, and their partners within agencies, they have been working very hard to kind of figure out what happens in the world, um, in this post-cookie world and, um, and what they should do with their kind of programmatic solutions primarily. Um, when third-party cookies are no longer going to be um, allowed in in the system. And it's a bit of, okay, so this has happened, which I suppose on the one hand is good for me now from a short-term basis. I don't need to panic quite so much that I need to have a solution by the end of the year. But is the pressure still on me? Should I still be looking at this as closely as I have been for the past kind of six months to a year? Yeah. It's a great question about what should people be doing now and um, what do you think they should be doing? Because I guess you know, it's been a non-stop talk conversation, well, for the last year or so, but also for the last week, uh, whether this is good news or not. And a lot of people are saying it's not good news because people may just sit back and do nothing because they've got so long. Is that a worry, do you think? I think it is, but I think we we also need to wind back about why this is a conversation in the first place. I talked about it being a, a stay of execution, but we kind of have to consider why why cookies were kind of given the death penalty in the first place. And it comes back to consumers and this issue around privacy and around respect for consumers. Um, this has all really come about because of regulatory pressures. And by that, I mean that the original regulatory pressures on the ad industry as a whole to treat consumers with more respect. And cookies, was has they've almost been the fall guy in all of this. If we take away the cookies as a toy for the, for the ad tech industry, it means that we're taking away the tools that they have been using that um, to 
to kind of do the, the, the types of targeting that have been done by, by companies to date. Unfortunately, what seems to have happened more recently is that um, with the prospect of their cookie toy being taken away, there are different ad tech companies who've said, well, I'm going to come up with a new toy that kind of does the same thing. Um, and I think it's really important for us to all take stock of why this has happened in the first place, why cookies were meant to be removed. And it is about consumers and it is about that kind of regulatory pressure that's on us. And I think as an industry, we need to behave more in a way that respects this and, and takes into that, that kind of spirit of the law of the regulations that are coming through. And don't just take this as an opportunity to say, right, well, then hands off. Let's, let's not deal with this but kind of have the kind of gift of time that we have now to really zoom in and focus on the different solutions that are out there and say, well, what is going to work for me as time goes on? And just because Google are saying cookies aren't going to be removed from Chrome until the end of 2023, doesn't mean that the pressure isn't on right now to behave in a way that is better and without cookies. So what is the better way? Um, I think there are a lot of really innovative um, solutions out there. So with what we're doing um, in Illuma is looking very closely at contextual solutions. So contextual is something that, of course, has been discussed quite a lot um, when it comes to, to the world of cookie lists as, as a way of, um, of um, using the, the data that is available, but in a more respectful way. And I think that certainly the way that we're approaching it is to use contextual and contextual signals to um, improve customer experience and improve the experience for brands as well so that they can still, despite not having audience data, can still reach people and reach more of the more people who are going to engage with the with their products in the same way. I think with identity solutions, again, lots of really innovative things that are out there. But my concern with that when it comes to identity is that you're you're still trying in some way to to identify users to kind of come up with an audience group. And really, is that the way that consumers want to be treated? Is that the way that they want their data to be used? I think we need to understand really as an industry that it's not about trying to win the quick buck. For the brands that we're working with, they're the ones who are really on the front line here. And by kind of, you know, testing things as far as we are with brands and saying that they need to, you know, we can do this now, we can still use cookies now. But at the end of the day, they're the ones who have the relationship with the consumer and they're the ones whose relationships are on the front line if we don't help them treat that relationship with respect. Okay, what do you think of the cohort approach, such as Google Flop and their sort of third-party cookie replacements? Um, I think we've. I think what we have seen with with Google so far is it feels a bit of a black box. I think there's there's a lot that they're saying, of course, that you know they're not going to be using things like cohorts, like Flock, like all of the different um, things that they have within Privacy Sandbox to give them this um, overarching advantage within, um, within media. Um, I think if, if we take them as at their word, and I really hope that we can, all of these innovations are great. All of these approaches of having lots of different organizations involved to, um, to improve the experience for consumers within ad tech is great. Whether or not that happens is another matter. With cohorts themselves, my 
difficulty again with that is is how much it will align with the regulatory issues around things like GDPR and CCPA in, in the US. And I think that's obviously something that the um, CMA in the UK is looking very closely at to say, well, actually, and, and alongside the ICO, of course, actually, how much of this is going to help the industry as a whole? How much is Google just going to really monopolize things going forward? And I think with a lot of, you know, when I speak to my colleagues within uh, tech companies, that is the concern. We're all doing we're all doing our best here to work and and create solutions that work for brands and for consumers. But then you've kind of got this kind of enormous elephant in the room, which is Google saying, well, this is the playground you're playing in. And is that right? Mm, good point. So with all these macro factors going on, what does it mean for personalized advertising? Do you think and personalized advertising has obviously been the, the silver bullet for the industry for a long time now? Uh, to a greater lesser extent. So is personalised advertising over? I think this is where create creativity and data is something that um, can work better and work more closely together to, to kind of build that person, what personalised advertising should look going forward. I think this, my bugbear around kind of real one-to-one overly personalised advertising I think is shared by a lot of consumers this this concept of taking all of this data and having this one-to-one conversation I think is just taking things too far um that being said and I know I've mentioned this before it's that innovation part which is key but I think this is where creativity is important how should the creative that we're seeing use the data and create yes personalized advertising but advertising which again doesn't um, upset, which doesn't, in the consumer's mind, make them question, well, what have I been doing so far, which means I'm receiving this. Having that doubt in their mind is going to make advertising, of course, less effective. Um, when someone is already looking at something and thinking, ah, well, you know too much about me, and this is, this is just not right, and I'm not happy with that, you're already creating a barrier between the consumer and the brand. Why have that barrier in place when we can just be smarter with how we personalize and not use all of the data that we have necessarily? Just because it's there doesn't mean we have to use it. And that is an excellent note on which to end. Sonia, thank you so much. That was a great take on something that's sort of occupying everyone's thoughts at the moment. So it's great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Goodbye.